you, my brothers and sisters. We thank God for each and every one of you in the faith family that have tuned in to join us in uh, Friday night, living the word, living the word this Friday night. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson tonight. God, in Jesus' name, God, we love you tonight and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for being God. There's nobody God but God. And we give you thanks. Grace and mercy have blessed us and met us one more day, one more time, and we give you thanks tonight. My prayer tonight, those hearers, the hearers of your word, would not only be here, but a doer too, expanding your kingdom one sort at a time. God, use me tonight to let your word, carry your word through, God, and let it be a blessing, let it be a blessing to your people, let it be strength to us, and that we will be like never before, encouraged, excited, motivated. And God, every place that we go, every place that our feet will even tread, that we will be able to change the atmosphere where we go. We give thanks tonight and we bless you now. Your word is already blessed now. Bless me, use me tonight to carry your word through to your people. And we give thanks in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. The Lord smile upon you. Um, get your Bibles. Get your Bibles, get your Bibles. And um, I, I want you to turn with me to a few scriptures. I want to just begin, and I'm going to hit uh, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1. And then we're going to, the lesson tonight um, is going to stem from the book of Jeremiah. But let's get Matthew in. I need to go to Matthew just briefly. And this is a scripture that talks about one of the parables. And the parables are the talents. And, you know, there is a, the, um, Jesus talk, talked about parables of the sower, the parable of the ten virgins. And he gave also an illustration of the two servants. And um, this one here is a parable of the talents. Verse 20, uh, chapter um, 25, 25 of St. Matthew in verse 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of of the Lord. First of all, this was a settling of the accounts. And there was three that um, um, Jesus dealt with and he talked about um, how the kingdom was like a man traveling to a far country, came to his own servants and delivered them his goods. He gave one five talents, he gave another two talents, and he gave one one talent. And it's so interesting, we know the, the, the parables and the story, because a, a parable is an earthly story with heavenly meanings, an earthly story that has heavenly meanings. And so as he did that and spoke about the talents, and he talked about uh, well done, now, that being said, I want you to turn with me. I want you to mark and keep that fresh. Keep that right at the fingertips of your Bible, whether you're turning pages or you're pressing a button, because uh, we'll go back to that shortly. Go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah um, chapter 1. I'm going to read about four verses out of Jeremiah chapter 1. And um, stay with me, stay with me. All right, you ready? Let's go. Then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a child. But the Lord said unto him, Say not that I am a child, but thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, says the Lord. Verse 9, Then the Lord 
put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Verse 10. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Let me go over that list again. I have set, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. Watch this now. To root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, the lesson tonight, I want to talk about God didn't require him to be successful, only faithful. That's all God is requiring. God did not require Jeremiah to be successful. He only required him to be faithful. Well, I can make it personal with you tonight. God's not calling us to be successful. He's only calling us to be faithful. So my brothers and sisters, when you look at the word successful, successful carries um, different meanings at different times. You can be successful to a place, but not being able to be a total achiever. You can be successful in being in the race, but not successful in winning the race. All right? So I, I want to talk about being faithful. That's why I had to open up, well, praise Jesus, with Matthew and bring Matthew and the talents, all right? So when we look at, and, and, and oftentimes when we study the Word of God and study the, uh, the Bible, and we deal with the prophets, most prophets received um, a training. Yes, my brothers and sisters, prophets went to school. There was a school called the School of Prophets. Now, Samuel started that training program for the prophets. And it was perhaps in the, um, in that time, it was in the ancient or the times of, of past, it would be considered today um, a vocational school of prophets. Uh-huh. The prophets went to school. And they really had several campuses. Campuses. Second Kings, you can put this down. Look at Second Kings chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, chapter 4 and verse 38, chapter 6 and verse 1. And the uh, uh, enrollment varied from year to year. But from the time of Samuel to Malachi, the people of Israel were, they were never profitless. From the time of Samuel to Malachi, to the last book that closes the Old Testament, the people were never profitless. Huh? So the, the schools were run by a leading prophet. And the curriculum that they used, my brothers and sisters, was the Mosaic Law. That was the curriculum that they used in the school of the prophets. But now watch me now, watch this. Not everybody went to the prophet's college. Can, can I say the prophet's college? Some had the God-given gift of prophecy. Well, and we find that in Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 11 to 12. And he gave some, and he gave some prophets. So some received uh, um, the gift, the God-given gift of prophecy. And uh, so not all of them received the prophet's training uh, from the school of prophets. For instance, Amos. If you will look at Amos, for example, 
um, Amos had not been trained by the prophet school. You'll find that in Amos chapter 4 or Amos chapter 7, 14 and 15. Now, when you look at prophets and we look at a, the prophetic word, the prophets, the, the, the prophets, um, when you look at that, the prophets were famous for making predictions that came true. But predicting the future was only, that was just, my brothers and sisters, a small portion or part of what they did. Um, their jobs had, it was a combination with their jobs. The jobs was to investigate. Well, it was like, let's see here. Uh, the prophet was like a, a um, what would I want to call the, um, they were like a reporter. They were, um, they were, they had investigated and then they had a report as a preacher. So they, what they did, the, the prophets exposed a lot of things that were going on with the people of, of God, the, the moral corruption and uh, that they condemned. And not only that, only when they condemned, but they demanded uh, repentance. So the messages of the prophets took them, uh, took the form of to proclaim or prediction. They were predicting. So when a prophet proclaimed, um, and their role was to do that also, they were doing so because God has always governed us with principles. God has always placed principles in our lives. So they condemn societies, their wickedness, their immoralities, and then they expose so much hypocrisy um, amongst um, the faith family, amongst the Israelites. They expose the hypocrites um, who would, they wanted to deal with rituals that were outside of the bonds of God. And then they explained that the ones that were spiritually uh, dead on the inside. So if you look at Isaiah chapter 1, you look at Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 11 to 15, and it'll read like this. He says, I am sick. This is from the prophet Isaiah. I'm sick of your sacrifices, says the Lord. Don't bring me any more burnt offerings. And why do you keep parading through the courts with your worthless sacrifices? The incense you bring me is a stench in my nostrils. From now on, when you lift up your hands in prayer, I will refuse to look. For your hands are covered with blood of innocent victims. So the prophets was calling the people back to God, to turn back to God. And then, my brothers and sisters, they also warned of God's wrath and judgment. If the people would not repent. Huh? So you find in, the cha in, in Amos chapter 5 and verse 6, it, said, it says, come back to the Lord and live. If you don't, he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring completely. When you look at Isaiah chapter 54, 54 and verse 10, God spoke of God's, of his desire to forgive and to restore the relationships between God and man. Now, it's, it's interesting if you go back to Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 1. First thing that Jeremiah speaks about 
he says, I, I really cannot speak because I am just, I am just a child. I am just a child. But God says, listen, don't, now, now watch it. Watch the scripture here. God says, don't talk about how young you are. Hmm? For I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the work. I want to use you. And um, I'm going to jump in another verse that's very familiar with us. But watch what he says. Look at the conversation here. Jeremiah says, I'm a child. God says, don't, don't worry about it. I just want you to do what I told you to do. Huh? Now he says, I don't want you to be afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver you, says the Lord. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 will bring us in that is going to be some trouble. Come on, help me say there's going to be some trouble. Oh, no, listen, yes, yes, it's going to be some trouble. Something's about to happen, huh? But God, what God did, God put forth his hand, and Jeremiah said he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, look, behold means look, I have put my words in your mouth. My brothers and sisters, God in the midst of all of the things that we can go through, all of the problems that we may face in Christendom. Now, this particular lesson is going to show us that oftentimes you're harder on yourself than God is. And there's questions that may come in our minds. Lord, how come I couldn't get this done? How come I couldn't achieve that? And, 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 I, was, and, and I was thinking on, as I was working with this lesson on tonight, my brothers and sisters, and I really wanted to label tonight, don't backslide over trouble. That's what I want. I want, but I'm, I'm gonna stay away from that because people have become so discouraged in the faith family that it calls them the trouble and the attacks of the enemy has caused the people to backslide. But I want you to know tonight that God didn't require you to be successful, only faithful. Can you just lay your hand on yourself and say, Lord, help me to be faithful, faithful, faithful. Now, come on and put a praise on it, somebody. Praise Jesus. To be faithful. Jeremiah, in uh, his time and his season, he gives him so much, so encouraging words to where he's motivated, but his motivations still was not without understanding of the trouble. Now, go with me to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah's first sermon here. Now remember, oftentimes we think that the prophet's always about the future things, but and it's not always the gloom and doom, and I just gave it to you. And if you go back to verse chapter one and verse 10, there's a list there. Um, pull out, pull out, pull down, to destroy, throw down, but then we have to build and to plant. So the prophet's there to build and to plant. So that's life. That's life there. That's strength there. So the prophet brings strength. Now, Jeremiah's first sermon. Jeremiah's first sermon comes out in that Jeremiah chapter 2. 
And I, I really would like to look at verse 4 through 7. Give me Jeremiah chapter 2. Did you turn to it? All right. Let's look at verses 4 through 7. Are you with me? Praise Jesus. Let, let's go with it. It says, hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Now remember, if you go back to chapter 1 and verse 9, God says, I'm going to put, I'm going to touch your mouth, and I want you to say what I tell you. I'm, you when you speak, when you open your mouth and speak, I have put my words in your mouth. So the first sermon he goes to, jumps up and says in verse 4, I want you to hear the word, the word of the Lord. Watch. Now I want you to keep this connection here. Chapter 1 and verse 9. I'm going to put, mm-hmm, I'm going to put, I have put my words in your mouth. So he jumps out of the gate. He comes. He didn't forget what God said. Praise the Lord. And he says in verse 4, listen, hear ye the word of the Lord. Not what I said, but what God said. See, my brothers and sisters, just put a pin right there. When God gives you the ability, when God puts the assignment upon you, you can stand on what God has said. Well, praise God, what God has said. You, you can stand on it and, and face every demon, every devil, every Goliath, everything that comes your way. You can stand on it because God said it. Now, it would be a different thing, different place, different emotions if you just got out there on your own. You would have, surely would have mixed emotions. But he remembered this young person, this young boy, remembered that God said, I'm going to put my words in your mouth. So he stands on the word of God. Help me say, standing, praise God, on the word of God. Jeremiah stands on the word that God put in his mouth. Praise Jesus. And he said, listen here. The iniquity your fathers found, he said, God, it says, thus says the Lord, what iniquities have your fathers found in me? God said, listen here, what have I done to you? What sin have you found in me? That's what God is asking his people. What sin have you found in me? What wrong have you found in me? My brothers and sisters, when oftentimes when trouble comes, then we want to leave God. Oftentimes when trouble arises, trouble comes our way. Things happen to us. Things are happening to us. Things are happening all around us. And what we want to do is leave the place of protection. God is saying, what sin have you found in me? Huh? What, what, what is it? What sin have you found in me? What, 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 have, what have I done to you to cause you to leave me? Huh? Have I walked after vanity? And since I walked in vanity, have I made you also vain? Let's look at the text. Verse 6. Neither, neither said they. Where is the Lord? Nobody's saying, God, look, where? Where is God at? You know, the same God that brought me out. Nobody is saying, where is the Lord that brought us out of the, what, the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of, where is God? Look what God has done for us. I have brought us out of Egypt, through the wilderness, through deserts, through pits, through droughts, and the shadow of the, the death, the shadow of death that David talked about. Remember, David said, Though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, God is with me. God is saying, Listen, why are you leaving me? 
having the relationship. Well, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Having the relationship that you and I have had, hadn't it been a good one? What have I done to cause you to leave me? He said, listen here. Conversation keeps going. Now, remember, this is Jeremiah's first sermon, talking to God's people. Now, in the group, the preachers, the priests were there. Huh? Those that were seasoned, those that had longevity. So here comes this young man, this young boy, speaking a prophetic word amongst his peers. And uh, brought you out, brought you into a plenty, a country full of things good to eat, good fruit, goodness is everywhere. Huh? But when you entered into the things that I've given you, you defiled the land. Huh? You defiled the land and made it an a abomination. And as he was talking, the priest didn't say a word. The priest hadn't said anything. So when you look at and pick up verse 8, the priest that handled the law knew me not. The pastors that transgressed against me, the prophets prophesied by, they didn't prophesy by me, but they prophesied by Baal and walked after the things that do not profit. Put a pin there. We have gone after so much of the world now. It's crazy. We have gone after and ran after the things of the world to the place to where we've gone and ran so far that we can't even see God. We are out, we are out of the hand and reach of God. We have left God so far, and we went after the things of God. But God told the young prophet, remind them where I brought you from. Remind them. He's up to the challenge. He's, he's in a fight now. Jeremiah is in a battle. He's condemning the people. Huh? He's condemning the ones that will turn on him. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. If, if I can, just, just um, jump down to verse 13. You have it? Say amen. Listen, he picks it up and says, for my people have committed two evils. Help me say two evils. My people have committed two evils. What's the first evil? They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they have hewed them out containers, vessels, broken, they are not able to hold no water. They have did their own thing. They have made things for themselves, by themselves. What does that mean? The Bible says, so is a man thinking, so is he. His thoughts are evil continually. You find that back in Genesis chapter 6, and I believe in verse 5. You will find it. It has not changed. They've gone after their own lust and their own ways. Let me, let, let me go. Let, let, let me go back real quick. Go, turn with me. Chapter 6. And verse 5. In Genesis. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. And it reads like this. Are you with me? And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And God said he, he, he repented and it repented the Lord that he had even made man on the earth. Jeremiah brings up the same thing because it looks like that man hasn't gotten any better. 
My brothers and sisters, our ways haven't gotten any better. Huh? And even the imagination, the things that we can imagine in our minds, that we can build and we can have, and every, the things that we want, God is nowhere in it. We have not put God in it. First of all, you can't bring God into sin. Well, let me help you out again. You can't bring God into sin. Now, all of these things that started to mount up against Jeremiah, look at the people he's talking to, the priests, the pastors. Look at the people he's talking to. Then look at his age. Huh? And you will find that says in verse 19, thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Uh, know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, says the Lord God of hosts. The people have even lost the fear of God. And Jeremiah, this is what he's telling the people. Huh? And then they're coming back at him. They're coming back at him. And my brothers and sisters, to the place to where it is vexing him. And if God had not been on his side, my brothers and sisters, Listen, listen to me. God is not requiring us to be successful, only faithful. Look at the opposition that Jeremiah is up against. Just if we look at it as we look as we look at it today, some of the oppositions that we may come up against will cause us to second think now, has God placed me here? Has God given me an assignment? Or the question may arise when we go through tough times. God, is this really you? Are you directing me? Are you calling me? Huh? Because all that I'm seeing is rejection. People are rejecting me. People are rejecting what I say. They're rejecting how I live. They're rejecting my lifestyle. And I'm getting so much rejection that God, I really, I really want to know, is it really you? But my brothers and sisters, tonight, praise Jesus. God has not, is not requiring us to be successful. Only faithful. Come on and put a praise on it real quick. Put a praise on it real quick. Go, go, go with me. Praise Jesus. Chapter 18. Turn with me to chapter 18 of the book of Jeremiah. And uh, I, I want to look at verse 18. When you have it, say amen. This is Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 18. Let's see what the Bible says. Then said they, come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah. Put a pin in that. Uh-oh. Here we go now. Listen what the people said. The people said, come on, let's, let us devise devices against Jeremiah. They are planning to attack him. Wait a minute. Brother Pastor, why, why, is, why are they planning to attack Jeremiah? Jeremiah is just saying what God told him. But look at the day and time. They don't want to hear the truth. My brother and sister, it seems like that really, amen, this is uh, July 2023. You know the Bible said they won't endure sound doctrine. People don't want to hear the truth. And when God has placed us and called us, 
He's called you. He's called so many others. He's called the young. He's called the middle-aged. He's called the seniors. And at this time, these are the young people. And then my brothers and sisters, I, I believe with every fiber in me that this is a day and time for our young men and women that are saved and sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. This is the season of our young people to do battle for God. Somebody, somebody shout battle for God. This is your season and time to do battle. But the difference, now, now, now watch this, praise Jesus. The difference with the younger and the older generation is, uh, I know this is not in the dictionary, the stick to itness. Now y'all go and try to find that, find the dictionary, go to it and say, yeah, Pastor Clay's said a word on the living the word, stick to itness. This is the time that you have got to, you got to have some stick to itness. You, this is a time that you have to, uh, 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 you know, grab the gorilla by the glue uh, and hold it together. Yes, because they're creating things to come against Jeremiah. Look at the word devices. Huh? Devices. They're planning devices to come against they're planning against Jeremiah. For the law shall not perish from the priest. Now, now watch this. Watch verse 18. The law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us smite him with the tongue. Wait a minute. Attacking him with the tongue. Yes. And we know the Bible said the tongue is a deadly and unruly thing. Why would, they, why would they attack the prophet of God? Well, my brothers and sisters had a couple of things going against him. His age. Huh? And they felt that he was not experienced enough to know the width, the height, and the depth of the Mosaic law. And look what they're gravitating to. Watch this. Um, for the law shall not perish from the priests. The priests have the law, the Mosaic law, remember? And uh, there was a school of the prophets, right? Mm -hmm. Now watch this. The counsel from the wise, that's the elderly. That's the wisdom over the time. And you would think that age should bring about wisdom. My brothers and sisters, but sometimes it does not. And then it says, nor the word from the prophet. Now, there was prophets prophesying, but they were none of God. Will you put a pin that in there? Go back with me to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, look, look, Jeremiah, just look, I have put my words in your mouth. My brothers and sisters, not the only thing, but Jeremiah had the most powerful thing in his arsenal. And that is the word of God. Listen, brothers and sisters, listen. God co-signed for Jeremiah. Yes, Jeremiah, you'll find as you study his life, study his ministry, Jeremiah gets upset. Jeremiah gets to the place that he said, listen here, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of dealing with these folk. They're not listening. They're yet doing what they want to do saying what they want to say, running as far from God as they think they can. I'm done with them. But then he went, he said, listen, I'm going to find me a place. I'm going to just get on the interstate. And I'm going to just start driving. And, and, and the first resort I find, I'm going to just pull over. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in. I'm going to give me a room. I'm going to have my room. I want a, a jacuzzi in my room. Uh, I want me a 72-inch flat-screen TV 
And then I'm going to have room service. And I'm going to sit back and let them do what they want to do. Jeremiah gets all set up, unpacks his, his little duffel bag he had on his back. Oh, I'm sorry, his backpack. Excuse me. His backpack on his back. You know, one change of clothes. Praise God. Called from room service. Sat down in that chair. But when he starts thinking about what God had done for him, when he starts thinking about the promises of God that God had for him, the Bible said it was like fire. Hallelujah, Jesus. Shut up in his bones. Come on, somebody with a praise on that, somebody. Jeremiah said, I don't be bothered with people. But my brothers and sisters, God didn't require him to be successful. Only faithful. Well, pastor, how can you get that in there? Because if God said it, he should have been successful. He was successful. What did he do? Jeremiah carried out what God told him to do. And my brothers and sisters, when you do that, you have just been successful. Now, those that received it, that's another story. See, the problem that we have, and this is where the text comes in, another portion of text will come in to give us strength, to lighten up our understanding. The Bible says, one water, one plant, and God gives the increase. See, you don't have to, see, when, when, you, on, you, when you are on assignment, and God assigns you to do something. God has spoken his word to you. And in the midst of opposition, you're standing on the word because God has co-signed for you doing what you're doing. If God hasn't co-signed, then you're out there by yourself. And the enemy, be like the seven sons of Sceva, play with the devil, you ain't no match for him. But when God gives you an assignment... Huh? And he gives you what to do. He was successful because he didn't break from what God told him to do. He didn't go on a sabbatical into what God told him to go to do. He stayed the course. He was there. Now the prophets got against him. The priests got against him. The people. God against him. And all God said, listen, you just be faithful. Huh? We have to understand that people are not running to our churches anymore. People are not standing, lined up, trying to get into our churches. At one time, the, the growth of the church in, in the first century, praise Jesus, the growth of the church was powerful. Two, three, four thousand folk. Getting saved at one time. Huh? Look at our forefathers. Our forefathers. Look at Bishop Mason. Numerous times, three, four thousand people. He's outdoors with the masses gathered in, in large, large quantities of people. He's preaching the word of God. God is using him and thousands of folk being saved. My brother and sister, that was a different era. I'm not telling anybody that God's not saving. God is yet saving. Huh? But we are looking at, we want to see the end results. But God is saying, don't worry about the end result, huh? Because God is not requiring us to be successful. God is requiring us to be faithful, huh? God wants us to continue in the things of God, huh? Whether it be few or large, continue. Well, uh, let's go back. I told you to mark Matthew 25. Let's, let's go back. And uh, well, let, just hold that for one more minute. Let me get back to Jeremiah 18, 18b. Jeremiah chapter 18, 18b. Now it says, the word from the prophet come and it says, and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us give heed, let us not 
give heed to any of his words. Wait a minute. Let us not listen. Don't listen to what he's saying. What? The prophet of God. They said, look at the word, my brothers and sisters. Don't listen to anything that he has to say. Why? Because we got our own prophets. We got our own, own, our own wise men. And we got those that have studied the Mosaic law. But don't listen to any of his words. Do you not know that if your skin is not thick, you got to have some thick skin now. People will hurt you. People will say all kinds of things to you, at you, against you. Sometimes you can hear it. Sometimes you might be around the corner, down the hallway, or you picked it up. Or sometimes maybe you that surfs the social media will find somebody has said something about you on their, I think they call them blogs or whatever, you know, says something. They got back to you. And they're not listening. They've already said, we don't want to listen and we're not going to listen to Jeremiah. Now, one would say, well then, with all of this and the negativity, huh, and the people that don't want him to hear him, to listen to him, then he was not successful in what God told him to do. That's not, that's not true. Let me show you again. Jeremiah was successful even though negativity was all around him. God is telling us, my brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter. My Oh, my God, today, praise Jesus. It really does, it's not going to change your assignment. Huh? If I'm for you, I'm more than the world. Can you imagine the whole world against you? No, you can't even fathom that. But God said, listen, if, if I be for you, I am more than the world against you. Huh? Listen, we have to stand on the principles and the things of God, even when opposition is gone. Scripture tells us, I hear the Bible talking to me, it needs be that offenses come. This is what the word is saying. It needs be that offenses come against you. But woe from which offense is coming. We look at success, that things are going to change, and you're going to see them right before your eyes. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, the, case, the cases can be a little different. Sometimes you can see a change right then and there. Other times, you may not even see the change. But don't lose hope. Don't lose your faith. Huh? God is yet God. In spite of the nonsense of the enemy, in spite of all of his traps, in spite of the discomforts that you may be feeling and seeing, huh? In spite of the rejections. Well, Jesus came to his own. And the Bible said his own received him not. There's something about man. Man. Something about the humanistic side of man. The natural side of man. The carnality of man. When the enemy comes in like a flood. God will yet set up a standard against the enemy. But the thing that we have to fight now, <laughs> when the Bible says fight the good fight of faith, and when you fight the good fight of faith, you have the power, somebody shout back at me, power. You have the power to lay hold to eternal life. Huh? Well, praise Jesus. So, Successful. Well, chapter 25 now. Let me wrap this up. When you have the understanding, the Bible says that in this parable, Jesus said in this parable, he gives according to the several abilities. 
You, what does that mean? That simply means, if I could just dumb it down so everybody can understand it, God deals with us according to the lane that we're in. You know, the, the lane that God has put you in. Always remember, stay in your lane. Don't worry about the other people's lanes. This man, he was in a lane that he could handle five hmm, talents. Now, a talent, let's see here. When I studied this a while ago, I think it said a talent is the equivalent of someone of um, earning wages over a 20-year period. A lot of money. And so the one had five talents. And the Bible said he gave it, he gives according to the several abilities. He gave another two talents. Likewise, the same as he did to five. But then he had one. Now, now, now watch this. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to close out with, with this one here. He gave one, one talent. That was his lane to handle. The man could handle one. He couldn't handle two. He couldn't handle five. So what happens? He takes the one and he decides, listen, uh, man, my, my, the, my servant, he, he, he's a hard man. And he's not going to understand. And he he, he, he uh, reaps where he doesn't sow at. And he, he lists a lot of things about his um, servant. And then this, the Bible said that he hid the money. He hid his talent. He hid the Lord's money. And after a long time, um, the servants, the Lord comes back. And he deals with those that he gave talents to, the five the two, and the one. And the conversation goes. Now, what is interesting, when you look at chapter 25, if you look at verses 20, 21, 22, and 23, he talks about well done and how faithful they are and how a good servant they are. And then he says, if you, since you've been faithful over a few things, I'm going to bring you in and I'm going to add on to the ability that you have. And then when it says the joy and enter into the, the joy of the Lord, that means he brings them in closer. This is really equivalent to his inner circle. huh? He bring, now he sees what they're able to do. He sees a sincerity. He understands the, they have the ability to get things done. So now he brings them into his inner circle and uh, he blesses them with more that they can handle. They can handle more. Now look at the one. Now the one starts giving excuses. The reason why. Huh? He says, uh, you're, you're a hard man. You're reaping where thou hast not sown. You're gathered where you have not strawed. Huh? And I was afraid and wouldn't hid the talent in the earth. Now then, Jesus uses in the parable, he said, listen here. If, now watch me now. Look at the text. This is Matthew chapter 25, and you can look at verse 27. I'm going to talk briefly from chapter 25 of Matthew and verse 27. After the excuses that the one with one talent has, the servant says, listen, in the parable, Jesus said, you know what? If you really felt and if you really thought that you couldn't do anything, that you can turn this talent around, if you couldn't give it an increase, if you just couldn't even make one, the least you could have done was go to a bank, put it in a savings account, and let it 
earn interest on it. You could have at least done that much. And then when I came, all I had to do was go to the bank and not only get the talent that I had, but I earned interest on it. You didn't even use that judgment. You didn't even think on that with that mentality. Huh? And it didn't cost you no labor. It didn't cost you anything. All you had to do was go to the bank, put the money in there, and I could have earned interest. What's the point here? God has given us the ability, but you don't want to do anything with it. Hmm? And when the Lord comes back, well, praise be to God. The Lord is coming back, and you go, we all going to be held accountable by what God has deposited in us. My brothers and sisters, God didn't require Jeremiah to be successful. Only faithful. God is not requiring us to be successful, but only faithful. See, we want to align and align success. But God is telling us to be faithful. Look at his response. You've been faithful over a few things. Huh? He didn't say successful. The Lord said, well, praise Jesus, you've been faithful. And it looked like to me that faithfulness is something that the faith family is losing. You should never lose being faithful. You don't come to church now because you have the ability to stay home and watch it in your comfort um, clothing. But what are you going to do with the scripture that says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together? Huh? We have been so caught up in excuses now that we're not faithful. And I, I'll take you back to the conversation that Jeremiah had with the priests, hmm? with the wise, and with the prophets. God said, told Jeremiah, said, let ask him, what have I done to you? Why don't you want to serve me anymore? Have I wronged you? This is what God is telling the nation of Israel. God is telling us today. God is saying, what have I done to you? To make you not want to serve me. Huh? I've given you houses you didn't build. Well, praise Jesus. I've given you cars to drive, to operate, that you didn't work with on the semi line. I put clothes on your back. You have so you have more now in 2023 than you've ever had in life. God said, What have I done to cause you not to be faithful to me? And we know the rest of the story. God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I'm going to let them look at my back. No longer to see my face. All they're going to see is the back of me. And I'm going to cause the nations from the north to come in and destroy them. Huh? Because I haven't did anything to them but to love them. Take care of them. I brought them out of Egypt. I brought them out of desert places. Huh? I've given them everything they have, and now they want to format or they want to create their own little G gods and serve Baal. God said, uh uh. My brothers and sisters, God is requiring us hmm, not to be successful but faithful. And you want to hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Don't try to look at the end. Some things, if you're a preacher, missionary, God anointed you and look like your ministry has not been developed. Just be faithful. In the church, be faithful. If you're a janitor, be faithful. If you're an usher, be faithful. Huh? 
Success. You keep looking at success. Stop looking at the success. Because God is requiring you just to be faithful. Can I pray for you, Lord, in Jesus' name? We love you. We thank you for all that you've done. Help us to be faithful. Help us to mind the things that are all about you. Because it's not about us, but it's about kingdom work. And I thank you for those that have labored before us. I want to thank you for those that have lived in this world and held strong and steady to the things of you, God. Now, God, let the weak say I'm strong tonight and the strong say I'm stronger. Forgive sin everywhere. Blot out all of our transgressions in the name of Jesus. For you did not call us to be successful, but you called us to be faithful. May the Lord bless you until our next time. Meet us again in living the word.